me interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Do you love movies? Of course you do. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club. Let us tell you about one of our favorite shops, Super Yaki. The team at Super Yaki loves movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us out there who go to the movies by themselves or those who enjoy watching them at the house to collectible enamel pins featuring your favorite directors like Guillermo del Toro and Martin Scorsese, Super Yaki has something for everyone. The team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly millers for environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift, Black Girl Film Club listeners can save 10% on their order with code BGFILMCLUB, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. Check them out at Super Yaki, that's S-U-P-E-R, Y-A-K-I dot com. Let's watch more movies. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Waiting to <laughs> Waiting to Exhale from 1995, directed by Forrest Whitaker. Yes. And his first directing experience. <laughs> is, this one, is this his very first? Yeah, this is the first film he directed. That always trips me out because, like, we're never talking about how LeVar Burton directed Smart House. Like, people just realize that. Not too long ago, which I never realized. Bay is talented. They say what? Bay is talented. He he got skills. He's talented. Not Bay. Please not Bay. Well, I um I've only seen like the beginning of Smart House and like the end of Smart House. So I think the beginning I've seen. I don't think I was really checking for directors on my Disney Channel original movies, my DCOM specials. So um I didn't realize that. But yeah, I. I I don't, I wish I could find like what drew him to this project because I really haven't found, I'm sure there's like a waiting to exhale, um, like an oral history or something like that, but I have no idea. So I don't really know like where to find that information on the world wide web. So these, okay, so our movies for the month of, I was about to say May, but bruh, it's June. We're six months into this year. Time is not real. Oh, there is an oral history. Damn. <laughs> we're six months in. Um, my These were my picks. I picked Waiting to Excel and How Stella Got Our Book, Ungroove Back. And they're both based on books by Terry McMillan. Um, and to me, I felt like they would be fun films to visit and they aren't necessarily fun, um, because they are dramas, um, but with comedy sprinkled in there, but this is the first time you've seen this film, right, Ashley? Yeah. Which is, I know, tragic, um, 
somehow feels wrong to even say it. But I le- literally have never. I don't know, like what. I don't know how I've seen how Stella got her groove back before this, but I, I don't know. I definitely have not. This is my first time, so I got to experience everything. Of course, I knew about some of the more famous scenes, and I knew about like the plot with Bernadine's character, which is um, the beautiful, wonderful, stunning, amazing, gorgeous, talented um, Angela Bassett's character. I didn't know. Um, I did know about her character because I feel like you would have to be living under a rock (laughs) to not know about Miss Bernie setting that man's shit on fire. (laughs) But yeah, this was the first time I've ever seen this. And so, um, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of necessarily questions about this movie beforehand, but I definitely like you know, I get why people like this movie um, because I think at times it can be pretty relatable, even if it sometimes feels like it is from a completely other time <laughs> with some of their concerns. Because I was like, child, if y'all don't just get it together. Yeah. Um, so this movie is a 90s film like this movie. The book was written in 1992 um, and it was. Like the film was made in 95. Um, so at the time, these were, I guess, they were contemporary problems that faced African-American or Black women. Yeah. Um, but when looking back on it in 2021, it's like, all right, some of the the problems that they're facing is like, um, oh, okay. okay. I feel like they're still really. I feel like they're relevant, but like the way, like their relevance is kind of like, like not their not their relevance, but maybe what am I trying to say? Like maybe just the way they would approach things, or like their perspective on things felt a little, little patriarchal leaning. Um, cause I was just like, really, like, really, like, this is what you're going through for some kids. <laughs> it was like, no, don't do this cause you love babies. <laughs> Please not like this. But, um, I mean, these aren't like, I feel like women in love and black women in love is like not, not an, um, it's not something that doesn't matter anymore. It's just kind of like. I just feel bad for people who are kind of like, like, God damn, do you not talk about anything else? (laughs) Please tell me you have other interests. Do you like to, you know, paint, water ski, do karate? Do you have any other interests and hobbies? So that was the only thing. I was like, God damn, everything about, like, do y'all do anything? I mean, you work. But that's not really, your work isn't necessarily you as a person. So I was just very kind of frustrated with that. But we can get to that. Um, Now, since this is a Terry McMillan book, do you, you've never read Terry McMillan is what you told me before we started recording. I never read 
her books. Um, I know, like, my mom, my aunts, my godmother, like, they did, like, a little book club type thing. And they all like, read the books and then went to see the movies when I was younger. Pause. Did every black woman in the 90s and early 2000s have a book club? I feel like they probably did. Because my mom was in a book club and she couldn't fucking stand that shit. <laughs> and, like, I feel like there are certain books that they read, like, all together. Like, it, and I feel like Terry McMillan's books were one, mm-hmm. at least one of them. And I feel like you you had to read her books at a certain point if you're yeah. a certain age. Yeah, but I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could write one. No. <laughs> I don't know if I would enjoy reading one of these books now. I mean, I could probably go back and read them um, just to see how they are yeah Um, like an anthropological study (laughs) (laughs) yeah just to see what life was like in the early 90s like what what concerns we had you know yeah well i think so what i'm reading here is that this movie is really important because at least the movie and the book i think is like they're really important because they started putting a lot of attention on like middle class black women because I don't think, I feel like in history, like our historical portrayals, usually that we're, we're poor. And that's not, um, that's not necessarily like inaccurate, but it's just not the, you know, you're not getting the full spectrum of black women's lives. And so this is kind of a big deal. And I think also at the time, I feel like this was, like, in the John Singleton era, right? So, like, everything was about dudes. (laughs) So, finally, you had a a movie about women and what they were going through because the men in the movie really don't matter that much. (laughs) They matter, but then... But, like, not not really. Like... Dirty, yeah. Because, I mean, you don't really find out much about them other than some the fact that there are some... Some of them are downright fucking crazy. (laughs) Some of them are just... Awful human beings, um, and and then some of them are like, are cool or whatever. But <laughs> I and some of the things that they touch on, I was like, yeah, we weren't here quite yet. Without <laughs> we should talk about this scene. Uh, yeah. <gasps> if you if you are thinking about what I'm thinking about, it's like uh, I know. And during Pride Month, Brittany, how dare you? I, bro, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we can talk about that. It's very because you know what? It reminded me of something in a contemporary TV show. It reminded you of Insecure. Yes, it did. That goddamn episode. I wish Issa had never fucking like. Oh god, I wish she had never written that episode. I know she had never aired. Because what is this? What is what what? What was this movie made? Ninety six, ninety seven, ninety five. Oh god. Oh god. Ninety-five. Twenty-six years old. Yeah. And I forgot when that episode of Insecure dropped, but there's what probably like a twenty two, twenty-three year difference between them. I'm probably off on my math, but yeah, man. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we really have not come very far mm-hmm. <laughs> in that discussion. But um yeah, um, there's a little oral history that's on here. Um, apparently, Angela Bassett loves the memes of her character, Bernie. Also, she was supposed to play Savannah. 
at one point, like Terry McMillan wanted her to play Savannah, and I was like, that would have been such a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> Unless Whitney was going to play Bernie. Hmm. That would have been interesting. Right? Like, I could definitely see that, but I was also like, duh, no, I don't, no. <laughs> and this so, is on Zora, Zora Magazine, yeah, Oral History. Yeah, this is the one I found, Zora Magazine. Um, and so, like Laura Devine talked about how, like, a lot of people were auditioning for the movie, so it was, like, a big deal. Probably, like, every black actress that you know <laughs> probably auditioned for this movie. Um, apparently, Gloria was have a heart problem. Like, I don't really know if that's in the book or not. Um, but I thought this is very – I thought this is good to, to read because I feel like some of the stuff, like, especially about black – shows and black movies like we don't really have enough like in-depth interviews about it and especially since this was like a 90 1995 so it's not nearly as as um intense <laughs> like the whole like media machine around movies isn't nearly as intense i don't feel like because you know when everybody's on that press tour <laughs> they're out now but um and we didn't talk about whitney Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous, beautiful, stunning, yes. amazing. Um, I, this isn't her first movie. I think her first movie was The Bodyguard, right? Yes, it was. Um, I think it was. <laughs> my aunt's favorite movie. <laughs> this is our second movie. She said this one, and then she did The Preacher's Wife the next. <laughs> and did you like The Preacher's Wife? So I okay. While we talk about it, I don't like the preacher's wife oh, because God. I've only seen it once. She's like Denzel Washington. I don't like Denzel Washington. Just put it on the record. I don't like Denzel. No, Washington, you said this y'all. like at least on two different episodes, so it's fine. Okay, so y'all know I don't like him. He's a good actor, but he ain't for me. But the sure. reason why I don't like the preacher's wife is because I thought she was going to leave her husband, the preacher. We all thought this is what was going to happen. And when that didn't happen, I I was upset. And I I know it was a Christian movie, and that wasn't the point, but it was still upsetting to me. Yeah. In my spirit. I don't know if it was like that in The Bishop's Wife. I've only seen part. Well, no, I think I've seen the whole thing, but like I kind of spaced in and out because I don't really care for uh, what's his face. Um, What is his name? I should know that man's name. Cary Grant. I don't really care for Mr. Cary Grant. So I was kind of spacing in and out or whatever, and it was just on because it was Christmas time. But yeah, I think literally everybody expected like Whitney and Denzel to run away together. I When I watched it, I was like a child. And so I had to be like six or seven, and it was like on TV. So actually it might have been later than that. And uh, I did not catch that that Denzel was an angel. <laughs> So I was like, of course they're going to be together. And, like then, I, and then when he just went off, and well, spoiler, I guess, when he flew back up to heaven, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Do this over. I just thought it was just going to be meant to be. I thought the Lord blessed it. And it was meant to be. Like, girl. Ciao. Anyway. Um, 
Yeah, but she's on uh, Whitney's. Of course, she plays Savannah, um, and she also uh, worked on the soundtrack, which was hugely popular. I think it sold twelve million copies. Um, which I know if you're like young and obsessed with like Billboard charts and and what's it called, twelve million might not seem like a lot, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I was number one on Billboard for like five weeks and <laughs> went seven times platinum or whatever. Um, so it was a big deal. Yeah. Babyface put his foot in that shit. I yeah, think absolutely. we had it on CD and cassette. My mom has it on CD. I'm pretty and sure. I played it out because it had a song by TLC that was very inappropriate for me to be listening to in which, 1995. Please tell me what song it is. <laughs> Wait, I'm to look at it. This is how uh, it's called. This is how it works. Yes. Mm. It's the song that plays when Robin's with uh, Wendell Pierce. Oh, good grief! And, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. Like, I love that song so much. Oh God! It, it is my favorite, and yeah. I loved it. I think what song was it? Is it the Tony Braxton song like "Let It Flow"? Yes. I heard that I think, and I was like, "Wait, I remember this one." But there's a lot of there's a few songs I hear I don't I'm not like familiar with. I think are just I think they're all exclusively on here. But like Whitney has two songs on here. There's like Shantae Moore, Mary J. Blige, Aretha, <laughs> like Faith Evans. So it was a big deal. Just a lot of Patty LaBelle. Like, <laughs> I think Babyface wrote all of them. Mm-hmm. So, and then with like some other people, like like I think, I think uh, Left Eye was credited as a writer on the TLC song. But like, it was like a, a Babyface production, and it was like a big fucking deal. I think it won like a couple Grammys too. It was nominated for Album of the Year. It's it's good. It some of it is streaming. Not all the songs are available on streaming. Yeah, what a um, platforms. But go listen, y'all. Like, just it's it's a masterpiece. Yeah, if you want to, you know, get into some old school music, I guess I don't know. <laughs> you can start here. It's got pretty much. I mean, it's all women, I think, too, on mm-hmm. here. So, including the this R and B group for real. So, you know, Babyface don't need your money, but you know, you can still stream. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. This goes into a long line of very popular '90s soundtracks, including like Soul Food and the like. Um, okay, so I guess we could talk about. The characters, because if we don't explain them, then I think it might be a little confusing. Okay. So, So the the first one. About like four friends. Oh, yeah. We should say the plot first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the movie takes place over the course of a year in Phoenix, Arizona. um, And it centers on four friends and their trials and tribulations and their relationships and how. They each are looking for something in their relationships, um, and they kind of want to, I don't know how to phrase it, they want to exhale, and Savannah's the one 
that kind of like frames it as she wants to exhale, mm-hmm. meaning she wants to find something like she wants her Lord. Okay, I'm about to this. Okay, <laughs> she wants to find a man. Uh, yeah. Okay, this let's get it all did. out here. <laughs> okay, for Savannah, like for Savannah's arc, she wants to find a man that she feels comfortable enough, essentially, that she can exhale. Just let it all go. Just exhale. Mm-hmm. And she is a producer at a television station, so she's very successful in her career. Yeah, all of these women are, I guess, like, successful in some way. Um, well, okay, so when we come to Bernadine... Um, My girl. She... Does not have a career necessarily. She's just like a, I don't say just a, but she's a wife and a mother. She would like to have a career. She wants to start her own catering business is what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but her her husband has decided that, no, I need to take care of the kids and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of falls in line and she does that for 11 years until <laughs> he, what? He comes to her on New Year's Eve when they're getting ready to go to some gala or some party or whatever. Says that he is going to the party, but not with her, and that he's going with his white coworker that he's leaving her for. (laughs) Jesus, I was ready to fight. Let me tell you something. First of all, it's not even that you're leaving me. Like, let's get to the white woman part later because I know that we have white listeners and what I, at least I have, I've, I've come to understand that we have white listeners. So I will break this down in about like five minutes <laughs> on why we might feel a certain way about this stuff and why Bernadine probably feels a certain way about it, especially a quote that she says really uh, <laughs> stuck out to me. But it's the fact that he was going to just, like, take this woman to the party. In front of, like, all of their coworkers. Colleagues, friends, church family. <laughs> and he let her get fucking dressed. Put on her yeah, makeup. Her hair. Do her fucking hair. He, uh, he let her unwrap her hair. Yeah, you gotta let me keep that bonnet right on. <laughs> you let me take these rollers out. You let me brush my wrap out, bitch. Fuck you. Yeah, he was like, well, I'm going to leave. I'm just, I'm, you know, she didn't want, what did he say? He said she didn't want to be alone tonight. And I was like, who gives a fuck about what she wants? She's not, y'all ain't married. Y'all ain't even together, together like that. first, sir. Yeah, I was like, y'all ain't even separated. Y'all, you not divorced. I was like, so what, do, who cares what she wants? I was like, why are we acting like she's some sort of victim? Michael Beach, damn it. You doing it again? What is the other you thing that, up again. that he was he was he was responsible for? Wasn't he in? He was in Soul Food. Yes. Oh yeah, he fucked the family. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> fucked the family. He did. Damn, bro. Why are you so trash? <laughs> like, no, that cannot <laughs> be. So, oh god, I'd be so upset. I'd be so fucking upset. And then we have Gloria. Gloria is a hairstylist. I was going to say Gloria do hair. Um, <laughs> she do do hair. <laughs> she do hair. 
Um, and she is raising a 17-year-old son named Tyreek. Or, yeah, Tariq. his name Tyreek. I think it's Tariq. Yeah. Um, who is played by Donald Faison. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and she is single. And but, but she's in, like, some she, weird relationship with, like, her, what, like, Tariq's father? Her ex-husband. Yeah. Well, is she married? Were they ever married? It didn't yeah, make they it were s- married. Oh, it didn't make it sound like they were married. So why she I feel like they were. Okay. So, yeah. So, I thought it was just kind of like a, we co-parent <laughs> type of thing. I feel, the way it's framed, it's like, Gloria's just looking for a little company. Yeah, she's very lonely. And, like, she's putting all this... Because she's lonely, she's putting all this extra, like, pressure and attention and and stuff on her son, who was about to graduate from high school and go off to Spain to be in some, like, orchestra or whatever. So she's just, like, not, I don't want to say overbearing, but she's just, like, really just, like, up his ass about stuff all the time. And, And he's tired of it, too. Um, mm-hmm. but it also at the same time she's still sleeping with her ex-husband from time to time from time to time when he comes to visit <laughs> which I was like I girl had to run that back a couple times to make sure I heard right <laughs> he was like you get excited <laughs> like rude um, which I was not also prepared that her her ex-husband was Giancarlo Esposito yeah, not David in, Brother Almighty. Not in the yes. fucking slightest was I prepared to see Gus Fring <laughs> once <Yes>. again, <laughs> seeing uh, one of the Hermanos <laughs> uh, up in up in this movie. Um, and then the last one is Robin, who Robin gives me like younger than everybody vibes. Yeah, she's very sweet. Like she's sweet, and I feel like naive a little bit. I don't know what to say about Robin. <laughs> and she just a fucking mess. Like, Yeah, at first I thought she was the worst out of all of them. And then I was like, then we start getting into Savannah's stuff. And I was like, wait, no, maybe that's not true. But like her thing is just like, she wants everything. She wants a husband. She wants kids. She wants long weekends out, uh, out on, I don't know on the lake or whatever and then and she deserves it yeah but but the people that she's going to to find it are just not Mm. it (laughs) no and she knows it at one point i'm like you you don't have to sleep with your co-worker (laughs) never that bruh never that and then she's like i guess she had dumped this guy who was like still married and so she mm-hmm. was trying to find somebody else after that. And then Savannah is also going through it because she's in love with somebody who's married. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I asked my mom about this because this would have been um, released when she was in her 20s. Um, so she's a, she would have been a little younger than these characters. But she, for that specific reason about them with the, you know, married men, she was like, absolutely not. I hate this. <laughs> Which I was like, because I've heard her, like, sometimes when she talks, when she has talked in the past, I was like, this sounds very much like this could have been out of one of these little books. <laughs> but then I asked her about it today, and she was like, no, I thought they were weak. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> for trying to, like, for dating, like, married men. And I was like, 
I mean, okay, I see where you're coming from or whatever. Um, I was like, maybe they're not weak. Maybe they're just looking for something that is not there. But um, cause I don't think they ever did it with like malicious intentions. You shouldn't be doing it at all. But like they never did it with like, I'm just going to steal your husband. But yeah, she was not a fan. So I don't even know if she's ever read this. I feel like she's seen this movie. But I don't think she's ever read this because she also says she doesn't like Terry McMillan. Hmm. So it was very interesting to hear <laughs> this afternoon. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how other people would feel about them. But yeah. Um, so yeah, all four of these women are just going through it in some form of fashion. That I was just like, wow. <laughs> Can it get yeah. any worse? So um, the movie starts out on New Year's Eve. So all these women are, you know, spending their time how they are. So, like, Savannah gets invited to a blind date. Um, I think Gloria is spending time at home because Tariq is going out. She says, I don't know why he feels like he has to go with his homes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Loretta Devine's voice. <laughs> An icon, a legend, a star. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or an original dream girl. Yes, she is. Jessalyn Chagno. A very legendary woman. Um, and then Robin is at home. Usually she says, I'm not used to this. And then let's just dive into Bernadine's thing because <laughs> I think she has probably, honestly, this movie could have just been about Bernadine, but I mean, it was important to have like to see her friends and stuff like that but like the real meat and potatoes <laughs> of the story to me was Bernadine and all that so we kind of like um hinted on what was going on with her because it's like new year she getting ready like she got her she has half her outfit on has a robe on she's doing her hair and makeup and michael i have Keep calling him Michael Bitch. No, Michael Beach. <laughs> don't do Michael. What is his name, John? What, I don't. I call him by his real name, Michael Beach. I think his name is John because it's the one of those kids. They got two kids, and one of them is oh, John, John Jr. Yeah, yeah, John Jr. Soul food. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what was he? Oh, he was Miles in Soul Food, which mm-hmm. I don't remember. Telling everybody business, girl. girl. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. No, this is the wait. The little kid in in Wayne Chase Hell was in. Yeah, he was in Soul Food and Tales from the Hood. That's not the same, baby. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Don't yeah, tell me that. Actually, yeah. He was everywhere. Wait, no. I don't see him. Oh, wait, he was. He was in a lot of things yeah. in 1996. That's why. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah, he hasn't done anything lately, but I guess, you know, maybe he doesn't have to. I don't know. Damn. Damn. We've watched half his filmography. Really? really? <laughs> <laughs> All we got to do is what? Watch Minister Society and probably Mars Attacks. And, yes. And, uh, he, he is Ray J's little brother in oh, Mars Attacks. And then Space Jam and what we did. Well, we have some other things, but some of these other things, I don't know what these are. So, yeah. So, Mod is everywhere again. <laughs> God. Um, um, but yeah, so he comes up to Bernie and he's like, um, basically, like, I'm 
Like, we don't have to go to the party or whatever. And she's like, hell yeah, because I don't want to go to this shit. And then he's like, well, actually, like, I'm going to go to the party. And you're going to stay here. And tells her basically that she's leaving. No, he's leaving her for his coworker, who happens to be a white woman. Um, and like, like we said, like his basic plan was, I'm just going to take her to whatever party that we were invited to as a couple <laughs> and debut the new woman. You her. He said, new, new year, new me, new us. Hell yeah. He's like that lady who keeps walking up the stairs, but. With a white woman. Yeah. He's got like a white woman, like thrown over his shoulder. So that bag. No, not that Ashley Dale. So that bag. No, that's terrible. No. That's terrible. <laughs> Don't put that visual out there. If you know the meme, you know the meme. So um, it's not in this scene, but I really do like the line. Um, like, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> she says, I was your white woman for 11 years. And I just loved that line. Mainly because I find it interesting how... <laughs> What what year? How many years? I don't even know how long this has been since some historical events. But I feel like no matter what happens is that some people, black men mainly, view having a white significant other as a status symbol and nobody wants to admit it to themselves. <laughs> and I also feel possibly like this could have been what was happening here because he didn't want to send the kids to a like yeah. a diverse school so he sent them to yeah, an all-white school so they didn't get the wrong influence and i was like okay that tells me a lot <laughs> yeah that tells me everything because like you think you're gonna get a good influence like these kids are gonna turn out well going to like a majority white school instead of like a school of like their peers where they can learn from people who also like or like interact with people who like look like them and like won't subject them to like microaggressions and shit like that or and, just flat out abuse or abuse or anything like like there's just like you just thought this was just the way and like we don't really know enough about him and his home life but I was like that tells me enough <laughs> And so he's been, like, treating Bernie like this, like this trophy. Like, I think that's what she meant the whole time is, like, treat her like this, like, sort of trophy where you kind of put her on this little thing and she can't do nothing or have anything to show for herself in terms of, like, career and making her own money. Like, everything she does is tied back to him. Her hair, too. Her hair, when they cut her, when she cut her hair, uh, Gloria has said she'd been growing her hair out for 11 years. So I was like, everything she did was for this man. Is this how she gonna do him? Or this is how she, this is how he gonna do her. So like, one thing I want to say about like, so this scene is kind of important that we're talking about, like, but one thing I really like about it in a lot of the other scenes when we learn about the characters is that this scene reminds me of like prose in a novel. Because, mm -hmm. like, when she's going off, she's mentioning 
about like how like we made love 751 times oh god I'm and so the only reason i know that is because he kept counting he was telling me after time 51 and it's like okay so this is this is how it would be in a book mm-hmm. um but he was very meticulous in their relationship yeah and you could see that in my favorite scene because like after he leaves her like she wakes up the next morning and she goes into his closet and like all of his stuff is very neat in a row and that's when we learn about like he only sends the, the kids to the school with two other black kids so there are only four black children in the entire school yeah and um so she is pulling all his shit out of the closet and she has like a little wagon and like she's talking to herself she's cussing and it's wonderful girl Um, the oscar some sort of like award should have been like this was just i mean this is not like a monologue like is this not give my girl some there's so many like just just watch the scene if you're a working actress today, watch this. Watch a master. I was work. just like, girl, rip his shit down. <laughs> I could imagine like being in like a theater. That's what I kept imagining the whole time is like being in a theater, watching this with like other like my friends and like a bunch of other black girls and stuff and being like, Yeah, fuck that nigga. <laughs> Yeah, like burn his shit down. <laughs> like, robe is going, the wagon is like tilting all the shit yeah. in it. Yeah, and like, she, she was like, she was pissed, man. Like, there's nothing else you can say. But like, it's just so. I don't really know how to describe it because, like, on the one hand, your your husband left you, right? Your husband's cheating on you, and he left you, and you have nothing to show for. Like the entire, aside from your kids, you don't own the house, you don't own the cars. And she finds out like he's got property in like California and he owns like an apartment building and all. He's got assets and all kinds of shit all over the place. He's been doing this. He started the company without, no, they started the company together, even though he swears that she wasn't, um, like had nothing to do with it basically. And so she was like, doesn't she have like a degree or something like that? I can't remember. But she was talking about, oh, I have like this business degree or whatever, and I'm over here doing like being his secretary and all this other stuff. But then at the same time, <laughs> to have insult to injury is just like, uh, and I mentioned the trophy thing because I see it all the time on Twitter. Is the way like we time and time again, most people tell you that they do not care. Most black women will tell you like we do not care who you date. Because I don't care. Like, this is really, it's literally, it's literally none of my business. Even famous people. Like, when people get mad at them for dating whoever the hell they're dating, I'm like, I don't really, like, I'm not really into that part. (laughs) I'm only here for, like, you know, what's going on facially (laughs) and all that. Like, I don't really care. But it's when it's thrown back in our faces that's just like, oh, bitch. (laughs) Because people, men will brag on the women that they date if they are non-black. And they'll do it proudly. Especially during that one time on Twitter, that one period on Twitter where it was just like, retweet to make a black girl mad. And it was just like, they'll do this on purpose. Yeah. Like, like nobody cares. Like, literally, nobody cares. 
And a lot of times, like all the time, not even a lot of times, black women are treated as disposable. Dirt, garbage. Um, and what else? Aggressors. Um, yeah. You know, anything you could think of or like just the villains of the story. Um which wouldn't even bother me if it just didn't mean so many things that we don't have access to and opportunities for um, because somebody with their passive-aggressive ass, oh, she was mean to me. Yeah. She wasn't nice to me. She didn't smile at me in the break room. Like, come on. <laughs> like, come on. But that shit bothers me. And then you also think, like, in times in history, I just was like, there's so many times that, like, even your general like like you looking in the direction of a white woman has gotten like men strung up from trees and i just don't understand like it just like frustrates me not that i don't want you to not think people are attractive i was just like just why are you acting like this is just like you've leveled up because in another time and place like you could absolutely just be strange fruiting it out here <laughs> like oh my god like for real like it just like i just <laughs> sometimes you're just like man don't save them they don't want to be saved but and like and again we're not saying like don't date white women it's like no because nobody cares no have do what you want to do if you find somebody attractive but just like people do this stuff and then they act like there's like no historical context between all of this stuff. And I'm just like, yo, like, there's, like, deep-seated, like, historical events <laughs> that you can easily look up um, that would reinforce <laughs> why sometimes I'm just, like, like, I just don't, I don't really, I think it's really gross to just, like, to personify people as trophies if they're not black. And especially if they don't treat you like a person. Yeah. They will have you outside in your car eating green beans. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Too. Don't be out here while the family's eating Thanksgiving dinner and you sit in your car in your little North Face jacket just passing the time. Like, that is that type of stuff. Like, people go bend over backwards and talk all this shit about black women, but they're like, who, who was always the first ones up <laughs> saying something? Saying something is not right. Going up for your motherfucking asses. <laughs> so, that's the thing that just, like, it just, that shit frustrates me. Because there's so much, remember that, who was that model? Who's that famous model who was like, yeah, my boyfriend is black and, like, my family is really racist. But I brought him home anyway, and I was like, why would you do that? No. Why would you do that? Why would you suggest your boyfriend do that? No. Okay. Why would I, that sounds scary? But right, like that's crazy. And you know who it is? I'm oh, saying, I'm saying, was it Ashley Graham? <laughs> I think that isn't she like a plus size model? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was her. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like my family doesn't like. And I was like, that's not. That's not something to not take seriously. That's something to be very, very like. Take that seriously. And that's the type of stuff that I'm just like, do you not see these people as people? Yeah. Make sure your partner sees you as a person. Yeah. So that's kind of... Both ways. like Yeah. Like, I can't even get into, like, the entire historical context of the whole thing. But it's just, like, that is, like, probably, like, the not the biggest, like... Because I think at one point he's like, would would it matter if he was... If she was black? 
And she said, it wouldn't matter if you were black. <laughs> and I think she's trying to say that he's plain white man. <laughs> and so now that he's got everything in a row, he's got the nice house, he's got the business, he's got the cars, because they have multiple cars. Um, and he's got the two beautiful kids and all that other stuff. He's successful. Like, why don't you just put the final piece of the puzzle? Yeah. And so. Which. He has a fine, like, he's finally assimilated into a lifestyle that he wants. hmm But he will still be black. So he may not even, because he's still a black man, he may not even get that final piece that yeah. he's trying to achieve. Yeah. So he might think that this is like this is like the final, like this is the last stop. And you know what? He might be in love with this woman, you know, whatever, but there's like a strong like in like to me it was strongly inferred that like this is just like you just trying to level up. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Especially after you sat there, you told this woman she couldn't start her own business and you gotta defer whatever dreams and hopes and wishes that you had to take care of the kids or whatever. And then you're going to just go and toss her out on her ass. Yeah, he was going to put her out on the street and he was going to take the kids. Yeah, and they don't even want to talk to him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm not in the business of explaining things uh, racially <laughs> to, to, to people. Um, and there's a lot more people who've written a lot more about that. But there's, like, definitely historical context for why she would feel slighted on top of everything else um, that I think me and Brittany as black women see quite frequently still to this day, 20-some-odd years later. Yeah. It was almost 30 years ago. Oh. <laughs> I just realized that. Uh, four years from now, it'll be 30-year anniversary. Ugh. <laughs> so... That makes me so upset because if you really think about it, you're like, surely we've progressed a little farther than this. Uh, making some progress, a little bit. A yeah. Little, little. Well, like some people yeah. are more progressive than others. Yeah. So, um, not every, like, not everybody does this. Girl. Some people do. Even yeah. Some people you know. make songs about what it is do it but anyway girl oh yeah rappers love to make songs about women from countries that they don't you know they can't point out on a map but they're not negresses so it's good money (laughs) you niggas make me sick (laughs) um but in a very angry moment bernie takes that little wagon full of his shit put his in put all of his shit, like masks, shoes, clothes, in his, I think it was a Mercedes. I feel like it was a Mercedes. I think it was. It also looked like a Volvo, but it probably was a Mercedes. <laughs> and she drives it to the end of their street, uh, end of their driveway in the middle of the street. And what does she do? She pours, like, lighter fluid in it. And she sets that bitch on fire. Well, she smokes a cigarette and sets it on fire. And it's wonderful fantastic amazing beautiful and since i was a wee little lass i've always connected with this imagery because don't cross me i will set your shit on fire 
that's always usually my first thought is like, well, how can I burn down everything in my eyesight? <laughs> so that, I mean, I just don't, I wouldn't, for legal reasons, I wouldn't set your shit on fire, but don't fuck with me, dog. I will pray <laughs> that your shit sets on fire. No, that's usually my first thought is like uh, Kill Bill sirens and flames. <laughs> Especially all this shit. Are you kidding me? Then that firefighter came up to her and talking about, ma'am, do you know that your car's on fire? And she was like, she's like, he was like, um, you know, it's only, you can only burn trash. And she was like, it is trash. I didn't like how he told her it was, a, they lived in a nice neighborhood. Yes. I was like, I feel a way about black. that. Uh-huh. Like, don't you do that niggerish shit over here in our mm-hmm. neighborhood. Do that over he's there like, in the hood. He's like, your lucky your neighbor is called. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was being nosy. And also, it was a car on fire. I mean, it was a car on street, fire, but... so, I mean, like, I'll ignore a lot of stuff, but not something literally in flames. I'm like, look in my neighborhood. <laughs> like, that's too much. Um, yeah, I didn't like how he came at her, but she was like, don't worry, it won't happen again. Slams the door in his face, so that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they didn't arrest her. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. But um, so Savannah, I believe, is the next scene, and she goes. I think this is on New Year's Eve. She goes to a, I guess, a blind date, but it's also it almost seemed like a party. I think I think she said it was a party, like some dude. She had been talking to, like, they were living, like, basically messages on each other's phones, playing phone tag. <laughs> and um, she goes to this function or whatever. And uh, I don't know who this dude was, but she, like, danced with him, right? And he was also in Soul Food. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Who was he playing in Soul Food? I can't remember. He was Vivica Fox's husband oh, in so- Soul Food. Oh, so another messed up one. <laughs> another messed up one. Child, Lord, please. So they're dancing and she's like, oh, I feel like I can exhale or whatever. Uh, and then, <laughs> girls, who comes around the corner but Kenya goddamn more? Mm-hmm. Talking about, I don't know what his name was, Darius or something. Talking about, you're supposed to save a dance for me. She looks great, by the way. Kenya was, I didn't realize Kenya was in so many things, probably because I was never, I don't think I knew who she was until Royal Housewives. Um, but Kenya was, like, definitely somebody who would, like, pop up in, like, movies and TV shows quite frequently in the 90s. Yeah, that's before we really got a glimpse. Yeah, reality TV will do that. But she is, she is beautiful, though. You can't take that away from her. She's always been very pretty. Um, so, <laughs> poor Savannah is crushed because uh, her day was basically ruined. Also, that one, I could, I sent you this picture last night. But when she went up to the table and sat down, she said, well, I'll basically, I'll, like, I'll steal your man or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, child, it's never that serious. Even though I just said that they didn't do stuff maliciously. But she, I guess she was like, well, I'll do it if I got to. Why was that lady? I swear to you, Brittany, that lady looked like she was in blackface. 
Ashley, please. I'm not even shitting. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm being very serious. Please, please don't do this. She was sitting up there with that, with that. She had blue contacts. She had. Those were her eyes, Ashley. Those were not blue contacts. No, they weren't. Because that's skin color. No. And she probably just had a little mismatched foundation. You know, it's the 90s. It wasn't nobody matching. No, because everybody else looked great. (laughs) Everybody else's foundation looked amazing. She had an off day. Girl, and that Barbie pink lipstick. But I sent that picture to Brittany and I said, this cannot be, this cannot be a black woman. It was, it was. If somebody can tell me who that was, so I can. Ashley, Ashley, (laughs) please delete this. (laughs) But no, I'm really serious. It did not look like a black woman at all. So I was trying to figure out, like, what is the point of showing this woman? She was just a, she was just an extra. Please delete this. <laughs> I may or may Please not. delete it. This lady, this lady, this lady living her life <laughs> in the nineties. And you say, please delete it, delete it. Delete it. Delete I saw it. the foundation, and it was again deleted. Bad. Thank you. <laughs> it was bad. Thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, so she got problems, uh, they gossiping in, wait, did we, okay, they're gossiping about Bernie in, uh, in Gloria's Gloria shop. Yeah, very, very extra. Also, I love how in, like, every 90s movie, and there's a hair salon, there's always one guy <laughs> who works in mm-hmm. the salon, just the one, and they're worried about Bernie. Um, and like, you know, she's doing okay or whatever. But also, is this before or after Robin? This, I think, is before okay. Robin, maybe? Okay. Yeah, I think Robin's scene comes up after Bernie. Um, Bernie up all that man's shit. And I'm so upset. I knew what this man's name was, but did not realize that I knew. Because my notes were Robin sleeping with Wendell or whatever this man's name is. And he ready to get it. This ain't even his. I don't even know his name. Isn't his name Michael? I think so. Something like that. His name is Michael and they work together. Because she's like a high-powered executive like for an insurance company. I think she does like marketing or something. So she's also successful. But like she doesn't feel complete without a man and a family and all that other stuff. And so she is just like, I'm just going to go for whoever the fuck, I guess. And I was just like, first of all, I'm not your coworker. That's mess. That is messy as hell. Then she said the man had 38 double Ds. Yeah, she going to body share the man. Ma'am. And then I might tell you to pick him. Yeah, if that wasn't your cup of tea, that wasn't your cup of tea. Don't like insult him. In his titty dick. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you should have left him in his titties alone then. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone if you knew he wasn't what you wanted. And then, of course, he couldn't. I felt bad. Well, not of course, but like, he couldn't lift her up either. So, like, this is not what you want. I'm sure. Because you don't talk about how he got titties, then I'm sure you want somebody who can probably pick you up. And toss you over the threshold. 
Um, also, I'm very. It was very awkward. Like, why did he take off her clothes? He just was staring at her. And he was probably intimidated. Well, take off your own clothes. She. That she should have. She should have led the way. But she didn't want to because she didn't want to make the situation better for herself. She didn't want to. Well, I guess that's part of the whole gender roles aspect of this movie. Because I think there's a couple times when somebody mentions, like, you're the man, so you're supposed to do this. She didn't want to make the situation better for herself. Yeah, so she's taking off her own panties. She just wanted to make it more awkward. And. Well, he took off his little boxers, and then they proceeded to have the worst sex I've ever seen. Girl. <laughs> Ooh, child. He was sweat on her. Mm. He sweat on her. Also, she was like, wait, we need a condom. Then he put then he can put a condom on. And I was like, this is so awkward. This is so awkward. And then it was like, what? Like not even five minutes. So just a bad time all around. And then after he decides to ask her, like, what do you think? Mm. And I was like, after? You ask her after? Mm. <laughs> I was like, no. And also she tells him all the stuff about how she wants to be married and have kids and, you know, all the long weekends. And the, she says she wanted to go out two or three times a week. So I was like, ooh, that's money. Yeah. You got monies. Um. And she just has all these things. And he's like, oh, I could do that for you. And she's like, well, he's not, you know, Mr. Universe. But, you know, I just exhaled and pretended that everything was perfect for once. And I was like, God. I'm like, ma'am, you need to inhale and get it together. Leave him alone. Like, he's not Mr. Universe, but it's all right for the time being. Because he actually, like, listened to her. She's like, wait, kiss me gently, shit. <laughs> she, she's stressful. Like, Robin stressed me out. Robin's relationships were probably the scariest part of this whole movie. <laughs> because at one point I was just like, girl, don't tell me you're going to get into some domestic violence. <laughs> like. With the uncle from ATL. Oh, uh, Bubba? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, we keep throwing shit at her. Throwing shit at her. Throwing oranges. Yes, I was like, excuse me, no. And he was all drunk and stuff. Girl, we'll we get to them. Um, I think the next like big important scene is, um, is gloria and her ex-husband which i don't even know what his name is in this i think his name is david maybe according to wikipedia his name is david he's also unaccredited for this i don't know why do you know that um i'm assuming this is her uh that kelly preston was the other woman also unaccredited Um. Oh, so that's Angela's slapping. 
Yeah, yeah, because we didn't mention that <laughs> she does go up to the job. Bernie goes up to his job at once because he she figures out that he ain't leaving nothing but the house, no kind of money assets or anything. And uh, Miss Miss Lady was in the way, and she's like a shutter. <laughs> in front of like, and I was like, people at work, like, <laughs> but like it's people in the room too besides them. Security, all that stuff, you know. But she was like, whatever, I need my money. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so first of all, I did not realize, like I said before, that Giancarlo Esposito was in this movie. Then he was in a big-ass suit. It was the 90s. Giancarlo has never been that big of a person, so this was really ridiculous. Everybody's suit. It was big. a Steve Harvey suit. Even somebody later on in the movie has on a bigger suit. Who is it? Well, when they pop up later in the movie, oh, they have okay. a big suit. Oh, yeah. Well, I think his suits usually fit. Because he's kind of That's a big just dude, the cut he? of the suit. Isn't he a big dude? I'm going to watch it because I, I rented this, so I have another 24 hours <laughs> to watch this again. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw Giancarlo sit down, I was like, you're shitting me. And then... She invited him over when Tariq wasn't even there. So I was like, girl. She just wanted a little company word. <laughs> you can't even get it out. She just wanted a little company. She just wanted a little, little hug, a little kiffin. She just wanted a little, little sound. <laughs> Little snuggles, little cuddles, you know. Girl. Um, Because <laughs> he's under the impression that Tariq is there, and he's not. Because no, Tariq she is, was really trying. Tariq doesn't have trying. a good relationship with his father. Like, she's basically been mother and father. I know people get mad when you say that, but it's the truth. So, um, he was like, basically, drops, like, a huge bombshell on her. <laughs> Which is like, well, first of all, you know, she, first of all, he says like, you know, I've always been bi. And she was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> she was like, no, I have not. And she thinks that he's faking to get out of being like in her house. And she, he's basically like, no, this is not going to happen. Um, he's like, no, no. He's like. In reality, truthfully, like I'm gay, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> and she was so, she was so upset. But like, he was like, basically, like I'm not gonna lie anymore. I don't think she was like so so like <gasps> upset because I think it could have gone like way worse. And I was like, "Oh, this could have been the most yeah homophobic of homophobic things." I, I it could have been like Molly from Insecure. Molly, you left a good man. Maybe not a good man, but definitely somebody who was putting it down. And that's all you wanted at the time. So what was the problem? He was better than she left him for everybody you. else for that Jenna? she dated. She left him for Jadena, who didn't even uh, want her like that. He was nice. And oh, what was oh his name? God. I forgot what his name was. Not Jadena. Um, um, Enterprise, whatever his name is. Um, Enterprise car salesman. Yeah, 
I forgot his name. I don't know. But I was like, what's the problem, Molly? But then you forget, like, Molly's all like, I want a house and I want kids. I want a family. I want a marriage. And then she wants it, like, by day two. Well, that, I, that episode was awful. Every time I, I watch episode. it, I'm like, no, you're not. You're a good writer, but you ain't got this one yet, sis. Leave this it was to the worst. It was one of the worst pieces of television. Girl, and then the fucking, it was like that, the buy thing and like the download man thing plus <laughs> the blowjob thing. <laughs> in one episode that was all in the same episode that was in the same fucking episode because isn't that when they go to the sex uh, expo oh because they're talking about men on the down low which I was like what year is this that we're still it's not 1993 anymore the blowjob shit was hilarious and then the shit about blowjobs and how only white girls get blowjobs or something like that and I was like everyone was like what like oh wait that's not the one where no never mind that's when she gets it in the eye oh that's it's the same episode it's the that's same episode. episode I swear to you I swear it has to be I think he tells Molly that he did stuff with men not that he was bi, but this he had just drunkenly did stuff with men when he was in college, and she just decided that he was gay. Yeah, and also the same time she said that she experimented with women, but it was different because she was a woman. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, what, Molly? I, okay, girl. All right. I feel like people have that as like actual, like they believe that, but there was no good resolution to it. It was like half-heartedly, like Issa being like. Well, you know, just because somebody did stuff doesn't mean he's gay. Like tiny voice. And I was like, no. No. And Molly treated him so mean and so bad. And it was it was bad. And then came back over to the house. She treated him so wrong. Molly's Molly sucks. Molly, I, I want you I want better because I know that you've been put under undue pressure to do your very, very best. But you have a very nineties sensibility about what is successful and stuff and you be just rude although i'm not upset that she cussed out um what's his face his brother oh yeah i mean he deserved I that i heard about that too yeah he deserved that but i was like there's no coming back from that like y'all are never gonna be together <laughs> that's done yeah no like that's dead that's done it's never gonna happen because obviously like y'all can't yeah no <laughs> I can see a million ways of how that could have gone worse. But yeah, no, the blowjob and um, download men thing was all in one fucking episode, bro. Mm. Can you believe that? Mm. That's a lot. Oh, Issa and Prentice hit us with a one-two punch. <laughs> that shit. But yeah, to, to, to see how things have not really changed in between these two airings of film and television, like... I mean, she doesn't really, like, say anything. Maybe she's too in shock, but I feel like, I guess I'm glad that she didn't get, like, super gross, but, like, it doesn't matter because her son got super gross when she accidentally let it spill. She, Miss Miss Gloria just like, oh, oh, okay. And then. Yeah, well, because he's, he's, it's more important because he's threatening to be like, listen, 
your son needs to reach out to me if he wants any sort of relationship with me, which I was just like, is that fair to make the 17-year-old boy reach out to the responsible grown man? But whatever. And then um, he's like, if he doesn't reach out to me by noon, I'm checking out and I mean it. Ooh. And I was yeah. like, um, somehow I feel like that's not how that should go. But okay. And <laughs> she's just kind of like, what the fuck? So she 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 gets hit over the head with a couple of of, of very uh very important things. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I hated the scene with her and Donald Faison. Um, because it was unnecessary as fuck. <laughs> It was just him yelling slurs and being like, my dad's gay, but that's not what he said. <laughs> and so, like, oh, why, 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 Terry? It's the 90s. No, no, because they still be doing shit like this now. You people can't get away with writing that stuff. That doesn't mean people don't talk like that. Yeah. So I just was like, Please, if you're homophobia, black women and homophobia, please look deep inside and say, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And also, I, think, I, I think, forgot about this part. So I, sorry. What? Oh, no, I was like, I, mean, I was just like, damn, that's fucked. But I mean, it didn't like, no, it didn't ruin my day. I wasn't traumatized or whatever. I just was like, oh. Poor June. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. This is Brittany's fault. If she's apologizing to you guys, she wasn't apologizing to me. <laughs> a tone for our listeners. My bad. Yeah. It was just really, like, un- like unnecessary or whatever. But she's, like, shutting. I don't know if she's shutting him up because, like, he's being loud and telling everybody. Or she's shutting up. Probably did that part. Like, she don't want, you know, people in her business or whatever. But I was just like, that wasn't really cool. And it's disrespectful. I think above all, like first he being allowed to own their business and it's being disrespectful to his father because she does say that's your father, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Be respectful of your father. Yeah. And I yeah. I just don't like because I was like, Terry, did you write this in the book? And this is probably pre, it's probably in there. This is pre her real life situation. <laughs> Because apparently, she we could get into that. No, I want to say it now in the next I was episode. Because like, now it just makes me feel very much away that you wrote like that. Um, because she, so I guess she used her life as inspiration for Stella Haru back. Um, because she went, um, I don't know where she went. I don't know where she met this man. Like what what country she met this man? But she she met this man. Um, I guess ninety day fiance to him or whatever. And uh, he came out as gay during the marriage. I don't even know how long into their marriage or whatever. Um, and it was after this. Like, it was way after she wrote Waiting to Exhale or any of that. So, like, um, so I don't think this is, like, directly influenced by it. But I was also like, please don't tell me. <laughs> like, and I have not read Terry McMillan's work. But given the fact that she is, like, basically an elder and <laughs> just... I feel a way that I'm going to like dive into it and be like, oh, the homophobia, sis. Yeah. Because people were acting, I feel like people were acting like this was like an epidemic. Like everybody was leaving them to be gay. 
What, everyone's secretly gay husband? Yeah. Wasn't that that damn download thing that Oprah had on her show? Most probably. Because I remember that being a big deal and really kind of fucking up a lot of stuff. And I just, uh, yeah. That's where this seems to stem from. Although I don't know if this book came out before that. But I was just like, is this really a thing? I guess this is a thing that people were worried about. Which seems like a myth. That's a very layered, layered, complicated discussion that we don't have the, the uh, much like Issa and that one, sorry, <laughs> we don't have the range. But yeah, it just yeah. gives me, like, let me just scratch the surface and, oh, this lady's homophobic. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. But yeah, no, like, yeah, she got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's going, it's got, it's, it's, it, you know, smoke, fire, that kind of thing. Um, so the I milk think, ain't clean. <laughs> something in the milk ain't clean. Um, so Savannah is back with this, I guess, the, was it the same guy from the party? Yeah, she hooks up with them. Yeah. Lionel. And it wasn't even good. No, it doesn't work out for her. And she buy like she give him money or something. Did she give him money? Yeah, like she buy she do something for him no. and it's just like no, we don't, not worth it. No, we don't give them money. <laughs> it's just no. it's not worth it. No, no. <laughs> I was sitting yeah, there like, I know y'all are in Phoenix and shit could get kind of difficult, but please don't tell me that you just had to go back to the man who was about to, who brought somebody else to y'all's blind date. <sighs> she just wanted a piece and then this was the price she paid. Oh, uh, he growled in her face. <laughs> he growled in her face. Yeah. She was the bomb the fucking keeper at the goddamn zoo. Oh, Winnie is so good. Winnie is so good. She was so fucking over it. She played over it very well. Also, her makeup was stunning. Mm-hmm. She looked like an absolute, just beautiful, pristine woman. Because, mm. you know, sometimes 90s makeup was not hitting like that. But everybody's that- makeup looked fantastic. I could not get over it. I was like, oh. Whitney, I feel like you could have been in more movies and things. Yeah. Had things that worked out for the better. But, um, yeah, I just felt bad for all these people because I was like, damn, y'all are, like, bending over backwards to, like, just let me find a man, any man. And then it's like, he growls in your face. Also, it was, like, two minutes, maybe. Yeah. And... Robin had the other one who sweated on her. So like, <laughs> ah, ah, never, never that. Um, meanwhile, Bernie is selling this man's shit for a dollar. Yes, of the loves hangover sale, everything must go. <laughs> the car was also a dollar. Like the car too. Yes, a dollar. The, the car is a dollar. She tells the baby she was like. Yeah, Daddy just wants me to get rid of his stuff because it's collecting dust. Mm. She is so bitter and petty. She's mad. They actually break I mean, one of his things, and she's just like, ah, oh well. 
<laughs> Sells his skis for a dollar. All the shit. And all, all these old ass white men, like, ooh. Yeah, like, clearly this woman didn't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> she's like, no, I know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Take this shit out of here. <laughs> And I think this scene, the next scene is when she goes up and lays hands on this woman. Yep. Just run up to the job and slap the shit. Basically, he said he was going to leave her at the house and that was it. Like, mm-hmm. but he and she's had, like, what about our kids? Yeah. Like, that was not going to be enough to put them through college and support them until they got there. They're not even college age yet. They're not even middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. They're like eight. Yeah. And like. Six. So how are you going to make it up in 10, 10, 14 years work? They're babies. And so he was just like, well, I gave you the house, so sell it. And I was like, it wasn't that goddamn expensive look. I was like, it was expensive, but shit. And then um, come to find out he got assets and all kinds of stuff. So I was like, he was really just giving her like a cute, like, couple hundred grand to like live off of for like their, what? Until their children were grown, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just being Which, I mean, Yeah, I was like, how's she supposed to make that work? Like, I'm thinking like taxes and all kinds of stuff. Like, she wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to do like with the lifestyle that they had. She wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, and before anybody fixes your motherfucking fingers to be like a child support, uh, it's supposed to support them at the life that they are accustomed to. So don't give somebody pennies when they're accustomed to. Hundreds <laughs> and the like. Um, and if you can't afford child support, don't have kids or be active <laughs> or something. They'll be goofy. So I guess we could talk about Robin again because, like, it kind of like rotates with everybody. Yeah. Like, Robin, is she back with Russell? Yeah, so um, Robin is like, I guess she just like wrote it. So she leaves this man named Russell because they mentioned him in like the very beginning. Um, but then I think she ends up calling him back. No, 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 no. I don't think, no. I think she calls Russell after she calls Troy because we even talked about Troy. Hmm. So Troy, I don't know where the fuck she even met Troy. At the grocery store. Oh, you think that would be a, a nice, safe place <laughs> to meet somebody. But she meets this man, and they're going to this party, and it's like an all-white party. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, I forgot. We need to backtrack. Um, Robin got contradicted at work by Michael. Because he said her report was, like, incomplete or whatever. So he kind of made her look bad. She felt away. I can't remember if she fired him. It sounded like she did. Mm. Then when they had gone to the club, Michael shows up with another lady. Mm. And so she's mad and calling him all kinds of fat and all this other stuff. Once again, you didn't have to sleep with him. You could have just left him alone. Mm-hmm. So you should have just left him the fuck alone. I mean, you would be out here looking crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, Bernie's flirting with some man. 
which good for her, even though he's married, which no. <laughs> but Robin goes with this dude named, um, I think his name is Troy, like I said, and um, aka the uncle from ATL, which is what I always call him. And uh, she's had a real cute dress and stuff, but this party girl, I thought it was a swingers party. <laughs> I thought it was like a swingers party, for real. Because she's the only black woman there. I think. No, there's another black lady, but she doesn't see her at first. But, like, when I was looking, I was like, are there only black people here? It looks interesting. Everybody's mostly in all white except for Troy. Um, He's being all weird and, like, touching her butt and stuff, right? Yeah. He's just very aggressive in a way that I'm just like, now why did you look overlook all of this? <laughs> she just wants to be with someone so she can't um but yeah but then she's like wandering around and she sees me cutting up coke on the glass table mm-hmm. and she so was he like sells coke. does he sell it or does he yeah. do it okay because at one point one of them referred to him as crackhead and I mean I, and I was like oh but I was like also he just seems very but now that you're saying like if he does it then I was like Maybe this is putting a lot of things together because at one point I was like, this is a lot <laughs> for a man to be doing. Y'all have met. Y'all have been going out for like three days. One thing about Robin is she falls in love instantly. I don't even know if she falls in it love instantly. Like, I was just, like, she's like, as soon as she meets this person, it seems like that's it. I don't think she falls in love. I think she's just like, ooh, this person could tick these boxes. Yeah. Um... But then I think, like, she overlooks the red flags to be, like, a, like oh, well, we can, like, like, this can be fixed. This doesn't have to be worried. And I'm just, like, you do have to, like, like this person. Like, don't be, like, you know, don't get into some long-term thing and then, like, hate them or then be psychotic <laughs> or whatever because mm-hmm. this man is crazy. She's so mad at him that uh, that she just makes him, like, take her home immediately. And she's all, like, real, like, firm and, like, really pissed off. He's like, ugh, it turns me on. <laughs> it's like, ew, you're so gross. So that's an intense relationship. He wanted her to meet his mama, and they only be going out for, like, three yeah, days. Yeah, he was ready to take her home and meet the family. And I was like, well, I'm sure seeing that, seeing your kind of craziness and somebody else's craziness is, like, enough to make you be like, okay, maybe I need to slow down. Because <laughs> she's talking about, oh, she, he wants to take me to meet his mom at a barbecue. And Savannah's like, girl, for what? Savannah kind of, like, talks people down. Savannah, I feel like, is me. Because she was just like, girl. What is the reason? Even though she got her own mess going on, she's like, Robin. Yeah, she does. Please. Yeah, she does. But Robin's more like, oh, yeah, I got this new man. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't even call him your man, girl. Like, you don't know this man, please. You do not know this man. You don't know this man. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, you should have to your house with a vest and no shirt on and <laughs> And it's mm-mm. hot. Mm-mm. In the middle and of the day? Mm-mm. 
I think the final straw is when he came to her house and was like drunk. Um, and I don't know if this is after she had gotten with Russell. I think it is. Which Russell is married and has kids, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and they've like been like I guess they've had this like long term thing. Um, so she's back with him again, uh, and. I'm also sure that this man has stole her wallet. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> like, she just cannot be alone. It's really sad to see. I mean, she figures it out. Yeah, but at the time, it was just like, girl, like, you don't need to be subjected to this drunk man in this vest, shirtless with a vest on, in the middle of what? An, an Arizona summer. You start cussing out. Cussing you. That, I didn't realize that was what that fucking gift was you from. Bitch. <laughs> Called her a raggedy bitch. That's me to me on a daily basis. Well, you know, at least you're not drunk and throwing shit at yourself. <sighs> like me about to fuck up. You raggedy bitch. Do not toss heavy objects at your own No, head. I don't toss oranges at myself. But I'd be like, Brady, you raggedy bitch. I was like, if a man ever called me a raggedy bitch, please. Oh, Once God. again, kill Bill Sirens. <laughs> kill Bill fucking Sirens. Um, uh, he, yeah, he's all drunk and shit and like talking about, oh, well, I don't know, basically just arguing with her. And she's like, I don't like this. Like, it doesn't like enough. And he tries like coming to her house at one point because she's on her patio and she's like, it's locked or. And I was like, Robin, you're just too cool because not the man trying to open the door. It's lot. It's a scene. He start throwing oranges at her. She throw it back and hit him. Yeah, she actually connected. <laughs> so I was like, who? Please don't let him come back to your house, girl. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. And I think, uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Before we move on, he also has a 13 year old. Yeah, he didn't tell her about. Take me, my son. He's 13. She's like, Yeah, 13 year old. It's like, Yeah. And I forgot he also, wait, we're not moving on for this because I forgot what he said. He, called, he said, You black bitches are all the same. Yeah. Be complaining, and then somebody shows you interest, and then you like, so you don't want to be bothered. And that's why you wonder why we date white women. And I was just like, if I was a white woman, I would be personally offended that y'all act so awful. And you're just like, oh, well, you're not going to put up with my shit. So let me just go fuck this. Like, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> so that's also like kind of the thing that pops up a lot. Because when Bernie is ripping up that man's shit and tossing into the fire and stuff, she's like, oh, I'm sure you likes you because you're smug ass and all this and she's probably the only one who's gonna put up with your shit and then this same man or not the same man but this other man who's like low down and raggedy in different ways is like oh well you know somebody takes a little bit of interest in you and you act like you're too good so i'm just gonna go date a white woman mm-hmm. i was like my nigga you're drunk on her front lawn throwing yeah. things at her Calling her a raggedy bitch. Yeah. 
And we just supposed to just say, you know what? Yes, I'll marry you. No, yeah, come on up. I'm ready to meet your mama, you 13-year-old. Yeah, I'm ready to meet your mama and them and I will fix you a plate. Because <laughs> I'm I'm a woman who fixes her man a plate. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, can you really, y'all really say stuff like this? Like, y'all really do? This is not even exaggeration. I wish it was exaggeration. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> People really do say stuff like this. Black men really do say stuff like this. I don't understand why you motherfuckers are just not happy. Hmm. They have the utmost disrespect. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm, I was like, yes, you better throw that orange at his head. Throw it in his face if you got to, girl. Um... So, I guess to go to Gloria. Gloria is still trying to raise her managed son. I, did you see, did you did you catch what Bernie had told her when she was talking about how she, well, because Bernie's also sleeping with a married man, which I was like, this whole group of women just needs to just take time out. <laughs> but um, Bernie's like, I'm not like you, Gloria. I need someone to hold me. They be doing a warrior. And I was like, don't make her just like the black mama of the group. Like, she is the mom, but like, the lady needs love too. Yeah, they. If y'all haven't seen the movie, Gloria is also plus size. She's a fat woman. Okay, I have a question about that. Yeah. Do you really consider her to be plus size? Compared to everybody else, yeah. Yeah, but she's not like. She kept calling herself like, oh, yeah, you won't like me with my big ass. And I was like, is the five five big? I didn't, what? I no, wasn't even like, it wasn't even like a, like a, you're not fat. Don't call yourself fat. But I was like, wait, I didn't think she was heavy. But the thing is, that's the point. Like. It's like the Bridget Jones thing. Yeah. Like, to me, that's a normal woman, right? And yeah, everybody, like, like, that's what everybody looks like. But in a movie. She's fat, if that makes sense. Because when she was walking, I was like, that wasn't big. Yeah. But like, but that's one of her goals, I think, too, at the beginning, right? Was talking about how she was going to lose like 15, 25 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, Miss Lady, you do not need to lose any weight. Mm-hmm. But that's how she felt about herself, so. And I, I, that's the point. Like, of, that's what I think. Yeah. Well, nobody, like, disagree with her either about her calling so fat. And then like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, so, um, well, first, I didn't like the whole, like, I was like, let that lady be loved. Like, that was strong black woman, her, from another strong black woman. <laughs> like, please. And so that's what we get there from other people. Like, please don't do it to each other. But then, girl, first of all, I did not realize that Gregory Hines is in this movie. I don't remember seeing him in the credits. I don't think he's credited either. Hmm. Is he? Wait, no, he is credited. Sorry. I'm I'm um somebody else is not credited. <laughs> so I just happened to see him and I was like, now why is Gregory Hines moving in? And I was just like, who is this Gregory Hines looking man? And then I was like, wait, that is Gregory Hines. <laughs> and then I Googled and I was like, Gregory Hines died? Yeah, Gregory Hines gone. He's been gone for a really long time. Yeah, he did I don't gone, know, Ashley. He gone. I did not know this. I was like, wait. Yeah, he gone. 
He been gone. He's left us almost twenty years ago. Was yeah, like, excuse gone. me. But I was like, wait, that really is Gregory Hines. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's so he's Gloria's new neighbor. Although she didn't realize that he's the neighbor, she thought he was just the moving man. Which sent me embarrassing herself. She was embarrassing herself. Also, um, she talking about we just gonna you know you can come over with some leftovers if you want. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so good. Girl, not even leftovers. That was a whole ass meal. Everything she listed, I was like, yes. What she said? She said collard greens, cornbreads, mashed potatoes. No, it was mashed potatoes and macaroni. A couple slices of hands and fried chicken. And some other stuff. And I was like, ma'am, that's not leftovers. <laughs> it does sound good. But I was like, lady. Now, lady. <laughs> she was giving him the whole menu. So take your pick. Mm-hmm. But then she had called herself big. And he was like, well, he's like, no. like my, Because he's a widower, I believe. And he was like, oh, well, no, I like big women. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, I don't know if I like this yeah that's part of the story i don't know if i like this but i don't really have like i don't know i don't have the life experience to say like what i don't like about it (laughs) but i was just like i don't know if i like this but also too like i was thinking about um you know every old southern man's favorite compliment for a black person or i'm sorry a black woman He's talking about she has some big old beautiful legs. Oh. <laughs> Even Ooh. though these people are not from the South. <laughs> but like, I was just like, oh, maybe it's in that vein. But I was just so like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good that he was like, no, you're not fat. Because I think that would make it worse. I think it wasn't more like not fat, but it's like, I like you. Yeah. Like, it's not girl, it's okay. You my type. You fine. You crazy, but you fine. <laughs> Let me go get some of that cornbread and collard greens, please. Hell yeah. Now, if you said anything about cornbread and collard greens, I'm like, sure. Let me invite myself over <laughs> for a plate. <laughs> oh, I really cannot believe that was Gregory Hines. I'm sorry. Yeah. My brain was like, what on earth? <laughs> I was not prepared for it, Brittany. So <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Wait, that is Gregory Hines. <laughs> I was just like, who is this light-skinned man that looks like Gregory Hines? Gregory Hines. Wait a minute, it is Gregory Hines. Bernie and her husband are in divorce court. Um, she's a five thousand dollar mortgage. Bruh. In nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> so my God. Um, she's also calling him an Uncle Tom. Um, which I don't think he cares about because he's rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. And this is when we meet another um famous actor that I was surprised was in this movie because I didn't really read anything about this movie before I watch it. Um she Birdie beats Wesley Snipes at a bar. Mm-hmm. It's not Wesley Snipes. His name is like James something. 
Mrs. Spites at the bar. Yeah. And they're like talking back and forth and stuff. And he calls her beautiful and all this. And um, she's like, I'm getting divorced. Uh, and then he says that my wife is dying, mm-hmm. which is kind of close to what you're going through. But I was like, is it? This I was like, no, that's. I was like, it seems a little bit different. Totally different, sir. <laughs> Like I think, I think there's another level that you're missing, another layer that you're missing from this uh, this entire situation. This is kind of weird to me. He was like, <laughs> "Yeah, my wife is dying, and I haven't had sex in a year. So, what's up? Yeah. Well, was it him that said what's up, or she was like, what's up? I- I think they both mutually was up. And <laughs> did the nod. I was like, this is an awkward what's up. I was like, not another one, not another married man. Like, I was like, I don't I don't know about this. I don't know. Maybe it's like he was emotionally like he's going through it emotionally. I think it was less about sex in this instance. Because I was just like, y'all are really, are you really about to do this? And then he was like, I haven't done this in like a year because like my wife doesn't want to. Because obviously, because she's dying of cancer. And so um, uh, I guess they ended up just holding each other and falling asleep. Yeah. I was like. Was this emotionally cheating? I was like, remember okay. That, remember that was like a thing on like TV or whatever? Like you're emotionally. What is an emotional affair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what this is now, an emotional affair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole scene does kind of, I don't know. I guess because he was going through it. I also laughed when he said he hasn't seen sunlight in like four days. And I was like, okay. Blade. Blade. He's really just a blade in disguise. <laughs> and his suit was a little big because it was the 90s. I have my suit. You know what? I wonder if that was like if we were taking cues from basketball players. Because haven't you seen all the big ass suits all them basketball players are wearing? Mm-hmm. That's because they're just big people in general. Mm-hmm. Except for Bugsy. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little petite man. I think me and Bugsy were that big old like men's warehouse height. suit. He is like 5'2", is he? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so he's like my height, maybe a little shorter, wearing like a Michael Jordan-sized suit jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NBA looks. Girl, NBA has come so far and yet still has such a long fucking way to go <laughs> in terms of outfits. I just didn't like his suit because it was like a tan color, like a beige. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Oh, you could have given me something sharp, you know? Yeah. That also like, was the 90s. Everybody was wearing brown. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Everybody liked those earth tones. Oh. <laughs> Nobody was like, here, let me wear like a red suit or not a red, but like, like, you know, burgundy or like a green or, you know, gray. Or if I was wearing the same three colors. That shit was ugly. I'm sorry. 
This is outstandingly ugly. But they're like into each other, which I had almost like forgot about. Because it doesn't really, like, it's not like Robin's relationships. It's not like Savannah, um, which we will come to next. But, like, they just kind of fall asleep next to each other. So I guess it's sweeter than whatever their rails are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Savannah. Savannah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Her, she's been getting phone calls that she's kind of been ignoring from her mama. Her mama's like. Savannah, I done put you on the meat market. Um, <laughs> guess who? Guess who coming to Phoenix? That's the meat market, my nigga. Yeah, you know a mama will put you on the meat market in a minute if you are getting older and you are single. Be careful, your mama might put you on the meat market. So. <laughs> Girl, she was really serious though. She was just like, please, like, I'm trying to have like grandchildren. I need those right. grandkids immediately. So before I have to go have my home going, please let me meet these children. She was like, so guess who's coming to town? Coming your way. It's Kenneth. You remember Kenneth. You know things ain't working out for him, so he coming, you know. I know things weren't great with you and Kenneth. So like, you know, maybe I'll could Hook it back up. Maybe y'all can get it together, okay? Girl. So just make it make it work. Make it work out, okay? Girl. And Savannah's like, oh, he's coming my way? Okay. Um, so Savannah hooks back up with Kenneth, who is also a married man. What is the oh god, I don't even think I realized that until I like we started talking, but I was like, all these women are very much into affairs. And a father of a seven-year-old. Yeah, this one got, well, I think Russell got kids. Or at least he's married, but this one definitely has kids. Um, So, yeah, I don't know what this man's name is. I just call him the Allstate man. That yeah. is not his name. Mid, uh, Dennis Haysburg. I was calling him Mr. Allstate. My notes say. Mr. Allstate. Mr. Allstate coming through with that dude, Savannah. <laughs> Also, this is what's his face is uh, Quincy's daddy. In basketball. You ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit then. You ain't shit now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, he wants just a relationship. He keeps telling Savannah that he's going to leave his wife for her. But he's waiting for the right time to do so. There's never and, a right time, my nigga. And she's like, okay, I could wait until you leave your wife. And we could have this relationship and I could finally exhale because I found my man. Everything's going to work out. I could get off that meat market and then everything is going to be cool. I feel like, didn't they have like prior history, right? But I can't remember if he was married beforehand or after. I feel like... I didn't get all of it. I feel like they hooked up and he got married in the midst of it. Maybe. That's what I, I know he just he had but, he had said that she had dumped him and she was like, I didn't dump you. Like he got married on her. Yeah. Which That's is, what I got. Which is it. also fucked. Because if you got married on somebody, that means you were also seeing somebody else at the same time. 
Yeah. You just don't get spontaneously married. That's that's what I read from it, but I could be wrong. Oh, man, Nikki's sick. Oh my god. <laughs> um Yeah, they're flirting up a storm and clearly um they about to get together. I'm just shaking my head. Van and I'm making good decisions right now. I just but what helps her make a good decision is Robin's not so great decisions. Yeah, because Robin be telling her stuff. She'd be like, girl, this is pathetic. <laughs> so like Robin, she she gets back with Russell. And Russell be telling her stuff like don't have your little boyfriends call here after 11 o'clock but he's still not leaving his wife yeah I was like excuse me Um, excuse me (laughs) who the hell are you and he think he runs stuff around there yeah because he's like oh my wife is on my case I don't need you on my case too and I was just like you're over here in my house or sleeping in my bed Taking up the covers, sleeping on top of the covers like a little child. And Everything about that man was childish. Mm-hmm. Every last living thing about him was childish as fuck. And I hated him for the moment that he stepped into the screen. Like, I hated him. Mm-hmm. And Russell's played by Leon. Who is that? I feel like I should know that. He is an actor. And oh, wait, I've seen him. Wait, wasn't he in? No. He was in Madonna's Like a Version video. He played Black Jesus. He asked why everybody was ready to beat Madonna's ass. Because first he was Jesus. And secondly, he was Black. And she was trying to fuck Black Jesus. So. Madonna is. Can I mention <laughs> that I watched Madonna's Truth or Dare? And Madonna is. I have very complicated feelings about Madonna because I love her music. But she is a Mess. But I loved that movie. If you have a documentary, she would have pushed it. And she, she pushed to push it. She almost lost her career from pushing it at one point. <laughs> Tell it asking David Letterhand to smell our panties. Um from what I read at least. But uh yeah, no, I liked it because I liked how You know, like, the music docs now that you get from, like, these singers or whatever, because it's usually singers. It's usually, like, the pop girls are doing, like, these, like, you know, behind-the-scenes documentaries. And I feel like this is the only one that truly showed me Madonna, even though Madonna is very calculated and meticulous about, like, her image or whatever. Um, and probably only sees you what she wants you to see or whatever like that. But I just felt like it was very... It was a good movie. It was, like, very, like... I could see why people like Madonna. Because she seemed, oops, she seemed like you're just ridiculous, out of control homegirl who just like you would take her to the club and be like, okay, wait, no, <laughs> and we got to take your ass home. You're too fucking much. But um, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know he was in there. I also didn't know he was in Five Heartbeats and in mm-hmm. Cool Runnings, which means I have seen this man, um, more than once. Also, he was in Babs. Mm-hmm. And the which Little Richard movie was this? He was Little Richard. Not that one. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that was like such a big deal when I was like in sixth grade. That came out, and everybody was like, "Did you see that fucking movie?" 
I heard a lot went on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I know who this is, and he still works apparently. He's still mm-hmm. very and he occasionally busy. pops up on Real Housewives of Atlanta sometimes. Why? Um, that is Cynthia Bailey's baby's dad. Okay, see, I wasn't prepared for all this. Yeah, there's too many intersecting moments now. Yeah. Because that's no That was Kenya. Kenya was in the movie and then the movie and then Yeah. No, that's too much. It's too intertwined. (laughs) It's too six degrees of separation. I hate it. Uh yeah, I don't like Russell at all. He's just like an overgrown child. Because why are you coming in my house? Telling me what I can and can't do. You don't live here and you don't put in on bills. Like she allows it. Disgusts me. It disgusts me. (laughs) She her like later on her and Savannah have a conversation where she reveals some things that she goes through. Um, but she frames it as like Oh, I heard on Oprah. Well, um, not I heard on Oprah, but like a young woman moves to a new city, meets a man, becomes pregnant, and has an abortion. Mm-hmm. And Vanna like has an affair with a married man, um, and gets pregnant. And Vanna's like, "Oh no! Like, oh my God! Like, what happens to this woman?" And then Robin is like. I don't know. My story is not on Oprah. And I was like, okay. That, like, is sensationalized, like, the story, and I feel bad for Robin, but it, um, because she, like, she really wants children, mm-hmm. um, but she also wants, like, a partner to raise the children with her. Um, but, like, this particular story helps Savannah realize that Kenneth not yeah, Kenneth is not going to leave her husband and that sorry, his husband her wait. His wife. His wife. <laughs> his and person. What she's doing is potentially hurting his family, like his wife and her child. Well, yeah, like, so they meet up. He had, he's been telling his wife that he's got to keep coming out to Phoenix for some deals. Um, and he's going to have to keep coming out here as long as it takes, which, like, bruh. Um, so he hasn't told his wife that anything. They haven't even discussed leaving each other because then he's like, I'll oh, put the baby on the phone, tell her I love her, or whatever. Um, and then I think at a different meeting, they like met for lunch. And this man I'm talking about, I left my baby. She got a hundred and four degree fever. She's had a hundred and four degree fever for the last like two days. Um, cause she's got chicken pox or whatever. And so she's like, Oh yeah, my wife's been blowing up my pager every hour on the hour, and she won't be able to do that anymore. Um, like once I leave her and all this, and I was like, but the baby is like near death. 
was like, you left the baby? And you left the... I was like, of course you blew up your phone. The, the kid is like sick. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Um, and he said like, you, like Savannah was the most important thing to him. And she was like, oh, well, man, you ain't shit. Because <laughs> she was like, not you doing all this shit to your wife. And uh, saying all this stuff about how I'm the most important person. You're not going to try to get me into some shit only to do the same thing in a year or whatever. And I was like, I know that's right, girl. Because that's exactly what the fuck would be happening. That is almost like it's like clockwork. That is what exactly what would happen. Like you could probably set your watch to him being like a trash bag. Yep. So I was like, who leaves their kid? Like I know it's chicken pox. So I was like, a hundred four degree fever, sir. You're just like, oh yeah, I gotta leave for work. Mess. Men are messy. He was talking to her crazy too. Mm-hmm. I was like, not the Allstate man talking like this. Mm-hmm. And Savannah's mom is mad that she don't want to stay with him. She's like, you just wasted a good thing. Now I got to put you back. God damn it. <laughs> I got to put you back on the market, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I think her mom was I wonder if her mom was doing this because her mom was going through it, too. Because her mom was on food stamps. Yeah. And then Savannah's like, just let me know what you need and I got you. Yeah, but I wonder if she's doing this because she's like, oh, maybe, like, you could be supported so I could be supported. I don't know. She just seemed like she was doing a lot, like a whole lot. And I was like, it's never worth this much, my guy. (laughs) Like, not like this. No. I just can't imagine that being, like, a long-term. I mean, sometimes it happens, I think. Like, you might leave somebody for somebody else and you together for 50 years or whatever. But, like, I just don't – I genuinely don't think that is what's going to happen here. No. No. And I wouldn't encourage it to be that way because I was just, like – You see how he just left his wife with this kid? You want to be the next wife that gets left with a kid? Like your man is out galloping who God knows where to do whatever while he lying yeah. to your face. And she wakes up. She has that epiphany. Amen. Because I was like, don't, don't, not you, girl. <laughs> Please, not you. Uh, and she also tells her mom, like, why don't you marry him then? <laughs> and she, if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? <laughs> <laughs> that was like peak thing to say in the 90s and Gloria and her little bae have a little falling out because he feels like she should let her son grow up a little bit and go to Spain and let him do his thing over the summer and uh-huh. she thinks that he should mind his fucking business because that ain't his her son like that's her son not his son um so th- they kind of like stopped talking for a minute. I thought this was very interesting because she wanted him to do father son stuff with him. But then when he actually was like, girl, you need to just let him grow up. She was like, that ain't your kid. <laughs> it's like, well, you can't have it both ways, sis. 
Yeah. She wants him to be a baby forever. Yeah. I feel like there's, again, historical context for this. Um, and as unfortunate as it is with, like, infantilizing black men. But in this situation, like, it was just genuinely, like, let this... Because it wasn't even like he was, like, a like a Jody. This wasn't like a baby boy situation when a nigga, like, would not leave. It was like he wants to leave and go be his own person. She's just, like, not letting him do so. Yeah, that's her baby. That's her little boy. Well, also, and like, I don't, I feel like if she didn't do it, then what would her life be if she didn't have to, like, watch over this kid? Yeah, I, at a certain point, and before, it was like she probably didn't want to do it because she would be alone. But now, she wouldn't be alone because Gregory Hines is there. But yeah. that's her baby. Yeah. But I was like, well, let him go and be, you know, let him go and be dumb or whatever and do stuff. And I know, like, young black children don't really have that sort of life or whatever. But I was like, he's not going to get any better staying here underneath you. Yeah, let him go have a little adventure or something. Yeah. I like he going to Spain. He going to go play music. Hopefully he don't get nobody pregnant. Like, it's just, you know, you know. Yeah, he might be a grandmama. He was wild. He had that girl in that little, uh, in that, um, what is that? Like the little pool house or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she ran out. <laughs> oh, Susan. <laughs> ran out, ran for her life. Um, uh, yeah, I just think, like, maybe her identity was too tied up in, like, what her son was doing. And then if she didn't have him there, like, what would she do? Maybe that's why she was trying to get back with, like, his dad, too. And I was like, let that man go be a little man. Yeah, let him grow up. Yeah. And hopefully he won't come back with, like, a little child or anything else. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, it's a part of the growing up process. And just, like, hopefully you as a mother did all you can because at, at some point there's nothing more you could do. Yeah. Just so, trust your ability to raise a well. Yeah. At least you did your part. Now, yeah. if you go to the fuck set, that's not your fault. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah, I thought it was very unfair for her to be having Gregory Hines do all this father's, father-son shit with him and then be like, that's not your kid. And I'm like, well, then what do you have him doing? Got him taking him fishing and helping him fix stuff and whatever around the house. Yeah, a little mentorship. Yeah, I was like, you just have him as a substitute dad. So, I was like, <laughs> he's not even saying anything that's, like, not even, like, out of line. Like, he didn't call you a bad mother. But they do eventually, like, mend their ways they mend their relationship and Gloria mm-hmm. does allow him to go to Spain yeah that's Which, good though good they have a nice little um, happy ending mm-hmm. I think he says he loves her yeah very behind. yeah oh yeah cause she was like what <laughs> I love Loretta <laughs> what and um, Savannah, like, breaks up with Kenneth. We talked about that a little bit. And Robin 
Now, Robin. I did not catch this the first time or like the second time I went through this. I had to like, I was actually reading through the synopsis to make sure I was getting everything right. And then I was like, wait, I missed a very important piece of this. Yeah, so Robin, her, where she is, tour as we reach the ending of the year, Robin ends up pregnant. But she doesn't continue her relationship with Russell. She decides to, like, break it off. Is that who? I don't even know if we ever figure out who is the. I think he is the dad. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess she tells him. And he's not leaving his wife. Yeah, he's not leaving his wife, which, like, oh, okay, so a spoiler. But, like, of course not. He's not leaving his wife. Um and he's like, why are you telling me this? And um, she's like, I'm just letting you know that I'm going to keep it. And we don't need you in our lives. But I missed that part entirely. That's where she is. So she realizes that she can have what she wants. And that's what she wants. And she could do it herself. Yeah. And then we reach a settlement, kind of. In the divorce case, yeah, Bernie gets some monies. She gets I some money. She gets all down. Okay, okay. <laughs> I heard like one point something million, and I was she, like, "That's enough for me to hear." She gets one point five million. Amen. Two houses, five hundred thousand in stocks, and her car. Yes, ma'am. So that's what she's awarded um, in the divorce settlement. So, congratulations, Bernie. And she also is kind of like corresponding with James still. Yeah. Which I also thought that was weird, but whatever. <laughs> he writes this long letter. Like, you made me, the fire burns inside. You know, I enjoyed the night we spent together. My wife, she's not doing well. And I'm like, oh, okay, girl. Yeah, that's the part I was like, I feel like if he was. Like, if his wife had passed away, maybe I wouldn't feel like this, even though I feel like it would probably be very soon after her passing, for you to just be, like, you know, jumping on, uh, you know, moving on to the next person, catching the next bus at the station or whatever. But, like, uh, yeah, this is very, very, very emotional letter. <laughs> it's a very, it's very long. It was, like, a multi-page letter. My man wrote her a four-page letter. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, a hit. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> but yeah, he writes her all this stuff, and basically is like, um, doesn't he can like, doesn't he like uh, encourage her to like start her catering business mm-hmm. just like go for her dreams and stuff so like i mean it's not a bad relationship it's just kind of awkward because i'm just like i don't know i don't know how you approach that i mean and we don't know what his wife thinks of the situation what they got worked out on their end yeah because she could be like oh go find somebody else and you're mm-hmm. happy but i don't know this seems very hallmark card so i don't know that how that is in real life because i'm like don't tell me nothing until i've 
I have passed this mortal realm. <laughs> like, do not let, I don't want to know anything. Don't tell me shit until I'm gone. No, don't involve me. But who knows? They might have talked it over. Wait, isn't it? I forgot. <gasps> we didn't talk about how his wife is white, too. What? How's his wife's wife? Yeah, that was during the thing because I remember. <laughs> I remember when they were talking because I was looking at my notes and I was like, what the fuck was I so mad about? <laughs> I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah, he tells her that his wife is is white. Oh. So that's oh. a whole other layer. Okay. Because I wasn't I wasn't mad, but I was just kind of like, not another twist. <laughs> Please, not another twist from this man. It's too much. It's too much already. Wait, so he did he say my white wife? Like because <laughs> I miss that part. Like I this I'm movie's only, two hours long. You know, it is a I long only movie. do an hour and a half. It is actually an, a long ass movie because I remember I was like, "Wait, are y'all not done?" But um, yeah, I, that was during the scene when they were like, "Oh, like he was like my wife doesn't, you know, hasn't wanted to have sex in like a year or whatever." Because of course she, she feels terrible. Um, but yeah, he's like, I remember him saying that. He's like, oh, yeah, I just, like, want, like, not, like, I want to let you know, but, like, I I guess she had mentioned that something about, like, her husband leaving her for a white woman or whatever. Um, <sighs> yeah, this is another layer of craziness okay. onto it. I'm sure this is why my mom would have liked this. Did <laughs> this man was, like, it's too much. A, a man leave her for a white woman? I don't know. I gotta do some Googles. I'm, do I have to I wanted to Google. I wanted to read like like an interview with her, but I was like, I don't wanna I don't wanna read something that I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> so maybe I will do so before our next episode. But at the time I was just like, no, let's just keep it rolling like like, like as light as we can. <laughs> Cause like Sis, <laughs> it's gonna be a bit much. Oh wow, I've seen the movie a lot. I missed that one. I was, I promise. Okay, I will go back and I will have to. If it's wrong, I will correct myself. But I'm pretty sure he said that. Huh. I was just like, excuse me, <laughs> wait, this is too much. <laughs> this is actually too much. Mm. But also, Wesley Snipes is really good in this. Mm-hmm. He's just low key. Performance. What's his ugly suit? Mm-hmm. You know. He just was there. I felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is like toward the end of the movie. We're back at another, like wrapping up the year. New Year's Eve. Everybody's like, you know what? It's been a year. So I don't want to go to the club. Can we do something different? Yeah, we'll be on the club. They are, and I we haven't mentioned that everybody in this movie is like in their early thirties. That is the other part that like kills me, because like when they were all getting drunk and hanging out for Gloria's birthday, which I like that scene a lot. Like I think it's Whitney Houston. I think it's Savannah. It's like 
I'm 33 years old. I guess they were trying to tell her, like, oh, yeah, you still look good, girl. And I was like, she's not even that old. <laughs> she's not even old. Yeah. And I was like, what is it about 33? Because that was when, that was the age Bridget Jones turned, and she thought her life was over. So, yeah, I watched this movie last year, and I was like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Uh-huh. Along with Bridget Jones, I was like, "Ha ha." Um, yeah. Well, oh god, the day I like actually like am the same age as my girl Bridge. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I thought that was very. I don't know when, because even now on the internet, people are like, "Oh, she still looks good, and she's 35." And I'm just like, "That's not even old." In the grand scheme of things, that's really not old. I mean, everything is old when it's your past 20. But, yeah, but to a, you, like, 14-year-old. Yeah, but you realize that, like, things do continue happening unless you get hit by a truck. Like, you are, or have some sort of illness or something. Like, you will, like, it, you're not just destined to die at 30. I mean. And your life doesn't stop when you turn 30. Like. You don't suddenly just become a mother with like a million kids. Like you do still have a life. Yeah. You can still achieve things in your thirties. Like you don't have to be booed up and all this other shit. Half the time when you get booed up, you end up having I end up having to see these ridiculous stories <laughs> on the timeline or whatever. So it's just like it's your life is not over. I don't know why everybody has decided. And I don't know what it is about 30 specifically. That is the holdout for everybody who's like, oh, well, yeah. There's nothing more to be done. Yeah. I was like, uh, there's like so much more to be done. Like you could do a million things. I don't understand. It just really bothers me. So, um, yeah, it's another like layer on top of everything else of women thinking their lives are just like completely in shambles. And I was like, what are you, what's, what's wrong? <laughs> Like, what on earth? Yeah. Um. It, that was it's 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 interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should have said earlier, but they're 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 young, they're young, and they're doing all this. Yeah. Um. But they reach the end of that year. They're moving into year thirty four, maybe thirty five if they're cool. a little older, maybe thirty six. Okay. Um, but instead of going to the club, they go out to like, I guess the desert. Yeah. They drive out to the desert. They do like a little mini bonfire. I don't know where, um, they almost feel like they're on the side of the road, but they go, they don't really have, they're not doing all their like, you know, new year's resolutions. They're just kind of hanging out and I feel like some smoking cigarettes or something i can't remember but um probably got i think they had champagne too mm-hmm. and they're and they, just all cheering for the new year and they do their toast because you know what in a 90s kind of world you're glad you got your girls yeah <laughs> and that's where the movie ends ashley would yeah. you recommend this movie I feel like yes, but also I feel like um, this is a very much like a an artifact 
of a time that I hope people are still not really holding, like standards that I hope people are are holding, not holding themselves to as far as like achieving things so early and having all this stuff, um, like your life set at like a certain age or whatever. Even though I just saw somebody on like Twitter the other day talking about, oh, I hope I'm not still figuring my life out when I'm 30. Like, I hope, like, if you think that way, like, I hope you change your mind because part of life is always figuring things out. Life changes from day to day. You're always going to be figuring something out. Yeah. As long as you're on this earth, you're going to be figuring out your life. Because it's just going to be, unfortunately, it's going to be never ending until you die. (laughs) Like, there's not going to be anything to stop figuring out. There's always going to be new challenges, unfortunately. But also, like, I don't understand how you would go through life without solving problems. So, um, but yeah. So, um, I feel like this movie, in some parts, is still very relevant. In some parts, it's kind of like seems very ancient and old fashioned, and uh, and I like the scenes of like Robin kind of being like, "Well, if I want this family, I want this life, and I'm just gonna have to do it my damn self or whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna sit up here and wait and just kind of try to get impregnated by the drunk man <laughs> on my lawn." Uh, so I like that stuff. Um, so I would recommend it. Uh, of course, all these actresses are great. We didn't really mention Lila Rashawn, but she's great as Robin, um, especially when she's telling that story about the abortion and stuff. Um, I thought that was like really like her best scene because um, she's kind of, I don't know, more like the comic relief of the movie. She's kind of more like the immature friend of them all. So I think she's got a lot more comedic scenes than the rest of them. Um, so it can be hard to like take her character seriously, but I think she did a really good job. So I think this is just like one of those films in the canon that you should watch, especially if you are a black woman. Um, I don't know why I let this go by so long without watching it, but I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed. So I recommended it for the month of June, um, for our pick. So naturally I would recommend it, um, Mostly because it is, to me, a classic film. Like, yes, it is a product of its time, the time it, the book was written, also the time it, the film was made. But so just keep that in mind while watching. Um, but it is a good film. Um, it's well acted. The soundtrack goes off. Um, it's well directed to me. Like, is it perfect? No, but... It's a good movie, and I feel like everyone should watch it um, because they're like we're losing films like this. We're losing um, recipes. Like we're not films like this aren't being made as often as they should be, um, and we should consider making more of them. That's not saying that they aren't being made. It's just they aren't being as made as often as they used to be made. Um, so, I would recommend it. The middle budget movie is slowly going the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. And I won't get on my soapbox about that one. But 
that's why these movies really aren't. I mean, this is not a movie that makes a billion dollars. So I feel like when all the movies that are on the box office charts uh, are, you know, expected or projected to make at least several hundred million dollars, because I don't even think this movie made that much money at when it was released. So like, and then you got, it's like four black women on top of it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> they might make, they might green light it, you know, to feel, um, I don't know, to do what, what is that, what is that category now on all these streaming things? Like celebrate black voices or whatever? Um, I think so. It's maybe like, you know, they might green light it for that, but like it is like a middle budget movie. Yeah, its budget was only 16 million. It didn't even crack 100 million, which I mean, it made its money back, sure, but I think these people really are looking for dollar signs, which is why I get so worried when people are like, yes, big budget action thriller. Like, these movies need to have a place too. Yeah. And these types of movies are never going to make billions and billions of dollars. Um, so I just worry about that. But, you know, um, that's not the time or the place for this right now. But, uh, yeah, I would like more of these types of movies. I know they're doing it with TV. I feel like mm -hmm. they're doing a lot more with TV than movies. And I don't really know what that's about. Mm -hmm. Also, this movie, this movie, or Waiting to Excel, is supposed to be made into a TV series. <laughs> so yeah, but who's attached to it? I don't know, but it's supposed to be happening soon. Oh, you don't know? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have another grievance with Lee Daniels? Then <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> Nah. There's only one. It's either going to be Lee Daniels, it's going to be Kenya, or it's going to be Lena. Or Issa. Okay. There's only four Issa people then, producing okay. anything. But. No, yeah. Nah. It's going to be, it's Lee Daniels. No, that's illegal. No, no, it's going to be. It is Lee Daniels and I'm mad. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that I said, there's only like four or five people making. Be upset. Only four or five people making TV at at this time. I'm I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> he disrespectful. I'm mad. Uh, I don't even know. Well, they haven't even said who's gonna be cast or anything like that. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like what? Because uh, this was just announced in November 2020, so and I mean it could, you know, it could go to whoever, it could go to Netflix, it could go. No, it's supposed to be at ABC, so it could go on ABC and then be snatched right back on off of there. So I don't know why it's on ABC. I know he probably has a great deal, like he has a deal with Lee Daniels or whatever, most likely. But like this is not. ABC love like y'all don't be putting them on the wrong <laughs> y'all be putting them on the wrong stations. Some of this stuff needs to be on HBO. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I'm yeah. sorry to ruin your evening, but yeah, that's who's doing it. Mm -hmm. but if it wasn't him, it'd be the other one, so. 
So anyway, um, do you have any like suggestions for movies that would go well with this? Um, when I think of this movie, I think of another one of my my favorite authors, um, and that's Gloria Naylor. Um, okay. And uh, it's a made-for-TV movie based on one of her works. It's called The Woman, The Women of Brewster Place. Um, and be careful with that book and um tv movie uh there's a lot going on with it uh but it is a good book um it is a good movie it stars i think is jack in that yeah i know you're talking about the one that was on on abc yes so yeah it was oprah robin gibbons jack a Lynn Whitfield, mm-hmm. and um, it's Leon, Lorenz Tate, Cicely Tyson, and a couple other people I do not recognize. It's about a group of women who live in Brewster Place, which is like, um, how, like, um, an apartment building. Mm-hmm. And it tells, like, their, each of their stories, like, each of the stories of the women in the um, each apartment, like a few of the apartments in the building and like what their lives go through over a course of time. Now, it is intense. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, so they're like, I want to give a trigger warning for some content, but I can't remember the content off the oh, top gosh. of my head. Sorry, guys. <laughs> So just be mindful with that. I don't even know where you could watch this. Um, but it is good. It might be, it honestly might be on YouTube. But Gloria um, Naylor is one of my favorite authors. She wrote one of my favorite books of all time. It's called Linden Hills. Um, and the concept of that book was Dante's Inferno, but it is set in um, like a, a gated community. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. Um, so like hell, but like in a gated community and what that's like. Okay. And Women at Brewster Place is also a really good book. Apparently you can rent the entire um Women at Brewster Place on YouTube. And um, it's also I don't the the book is also like oh it's a series? Oh, they made a series, too. They made a series, but it didn't last long. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you can rent this on YouTube, Apple TV. Um, I'm sure if you know how to do, you know, other things to get movies and TV shows, um, you could probably do that. Because um, this is old. This is like, <laughs> this came out the year I was born. So, this is not recent at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've never seen this i think uh, because of how old it is uh but i've heard good things about it so like i haven't seen it in a long time it is not like a romantic drama it's it's a drama y'all so it's a drama basically britney's saying don't come with me no bullshit if you didn't like it <laughs> please so like move it's around a drama. so 
just look it up uh, for yourselves if you don't you know if it's something that's in it that you don't like just you know skip it please yeah um so i don't have anything uh i'm really excited to watch how still got groove back i cannot wait because once again we will be watching angela bassett be gorgeous but this time um she'll be gorgeous with um well i don't know how much younger uh tay diggs is than angela bassett Oh, but he's supposed know. to be younger than her with his fake Jamaican accent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what year is it? It was in 1998, I think. 98 or 99? I mean, kid me, I was like, okay, that sounds legit. <laughs> That these two, oh, okay, she's 12 years older than him in real life. Okay. Okay. So, um, if Tate's is 50, that means he would have been like in his early 30s and she would have been like in her, maybe his late 20s, early 30s, and her in her late 30s, early 40s? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know if there was a big deal made about this. I don't know if this was like the book. I feel like had a big deal about it because you know it's, she's an older woman with a younger man. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely this was a thing. This was a thing of going like this. I feel like this became like a thing about going to get your groove back. Oh yeah, you know, and somebody's being all raggedy to you because I forget she's like divorced in this movie. Like she's going through it in this movie. I forget. Um, but she just like does, you know, and then she goes on like a vacation to like kind of escape from all the bullshit um, in her town. And then she meets Winston or whatever his name is. <laughs> that accent is going to kill me, bruh. I need to do mm-hmm. like a nice like recreation of, not now, but like <laughs> we watch it for the episode. Please do one. Okay. I know you I know you have mimicked this before. I probably have. I, I can know, try. I can get I'm back almost, into the zone. I'm almost positive. I, I can try it. I would not be surprised if you had something. But yeah, he um yeah, she basically gets swept off her feet and whatever by this like younger man, which I don't even know how much younger he's supposed to be in this movie. Then her, he's but like, oh god, and she's forty. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like as being like a semi-old bitch now, I'm like, mm. would I talk to a twenty-year-old for any reason other than say how are your grades? <laughs> no, <laughs> because what do we have to talk about? You can ask how your grades are on TikTok. <laughs> How you doing in school? How's your major? You doing well in sports? Like, it would be like that. But, um, yeah, um, I don't know how, now that we talk about how the age difference is, I don't know how we're going to talk about this because uh, age differences are not popular right now on the internet. It should be interesting. 
Yes, it should be interesting. You know how I just thought about but I'm not gonna talk about it right now until we let let's well we cut the we cut the recording. We cut the tea and then talk about it. Yes, I have a I have a question about a couple that is supposed to be getting divorced and they're not. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> I have questions. Um but yeah, that should be interesting. Uh Wedding Tags Hale was on Prime. It is no longer on Prime. I had to rent it, but so how Stella got her groove back is still on Prime for the time being, um, and I feel like it's somewhere else, um, possibly Hulu. But I think it if is. you haven't seen it, you know, if you take nothing else away, know in your heart and in your soul that Angel Bassett is one of the most beautiful people ever to grace this charred earth. Mm-hmm. Also, Virginia King is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I do not remember her being in this movie. I only remember Whoopi, Tay Diggs, and Angela. There's plenty of other people here, and I don't remember <laughs> any of them at all. Um, so yeah, if you yeah, if you want to watch Angela Bassett, this is now another perfect time to do so because she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I guess we should say where we're at. Um, so you can reach us on Twitter at BLKGirlFilmClub. You can also email us at BlackGirlFilmClub at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at BlackGirlFilmClub. Um, where else are we? We feel like we're all over. You can, like, listen to this episode. If you aren't subscribed, you can subscribe. But you, sus- you can subscribe via um, SoundCloud. Uh, Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, send us an email. You know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, if you want suggestions for movies and the like. Um, I don't know. Do we have anything? Thank you to 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 um, to Super Yaki for sponsoring this chaotic episode. God bless. Yeah, y'all. thank you guys. I don't know if you knew what y'all were in for. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! We're talking about black things. So, <laughs> what's that Mike app thing? He's like, you don't know nothing about this. this is black problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's every episode. Honestly, even when we're talking about white people's stars, <laughs> like, um. <laughs> But yeah, I guess is there anything else you need to mention before we go? Uh no. Just thank you guys for listening as always. We appreciate it. Thank you for putting up with our chaos. And and we just want to take a minute to exhale and let it go. <sighs> That's all good actually. Like Tony fucking Braxton. Girl, I need to find this song because I want to make sure this is the song that I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Tony has some hits too. She does. Yeah. If you ever find yourself arguing about R and B music on Twitter, which I find a lot of people do, um, just go revisit some hits. The girls have hits. Okay. Anything else? No. Bye guys. Bye everybody. Bye.